0: The T-Health Show, the medical lifestyle show. Good morning, this is Chris Avon smith and this is the T-Health Show. In studio with me, I have the wonderful, the stunning, the beautiful Dr. Mark. And Good morning, Chris. Hello, and With us today, we've got an old friend of mine, wonderful, wonderful, Daniel Greenslade, clinical psychologist. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Chris. Awesome to be here.
0: You know, it's always fun to talk to you head guys, you know. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about depression, specifically in teenagers. Give us an overview, Dan.
1: Of depression specifically? I think or?
0: depression specifically, but, but I mean, I, th- I think it, and, and I, I mean, your practice, I know, is, is very, uh, teenage focused for the, for the main part, or, or has been for a, a, a while. Teenage and an adult, yeah. Teenage. You're not a kiddie psychologist. No. Not at
1: all. <laughs> Good. Okay. That's a whole so, different skill set, which, uh, yes, I'm, they people far better at kiddies than i am. <laughs> Always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So so give us so give us a, a, a sort
0: of what what can we look at? Uh, or, or talk about depression. What is mm. depression? Let's start with that.
1: Let me essentially depression is a neurological illness. You know, right. It's not just as a lot of people mistakenly think like oh no you're just feeling a bit down, it's all in your head. It's actually a neurological illness. You know, it's so there's actually factors causing it. It's many like, factors, yeah. Right. Um, it can be anything from purely biological, which can be genetically based. It can be triggered via um, environmental factors. But essentially, it is your neurotransmitter levels in your brain are not where they should be.
2: Um, Daniel... Uh, Help me if I'm wrong. There's evidence that's starting to point to not only that it's a a disease of neurotransmitters, Mm. but that it's an actual disease of the neurons themselves.
1: Well, they're all tied together, yes, because the neurons are responsible for the release and the um, collection of the neurotransmitters. And if they're not doing their
2: job, then... We always, we always said that it's a chemical imbalance that's in the brain. Um, and, but there's evidence that, that's starting to come to the forefront. And the reason we, do, we, we know about this, um, is, um, we had, um, Dr. Jody Price with us on the show the yeah. one day, Chris, um, uh, a neurologist mm. and, um, it's, it's starting to, <laughs> um, B- become uh, clear that the neurons actually are defective, um, and in that the functioning of um, producing neurotransmitters are hampered.
1: Yeah, very so, much so. And depending on what neurons and where, depends mm-hmm. on which neurotransmitters are affected. Exactly.
0: Right. Mm. Okay, so, so it's a neurological <clears throat> disease. I mean, we. Yeah. <laughs> Or or, or the neurological cofactors with that
1: Yeah, and that's why it's far more than just I've got a low mood Yeah I mean, when we look at depression When we look at diagnosing it We look at everything to do with the person So we look at appetite, changes in appetite We look at sleeping patterns We look at memory and concentration And, you know, specifically within memory Where is are you finding subjectively your memory is battling because that also gives right. an indication what neurotransmitters are involved um we look at your energy levels we look at your libido we look at your enjoyment of things you know it's it's not just mood because if the neurotransmitters in our brains don't just regulate our mood yeah they regulate everything so so if they're not working for one thing they're not going to be Doing their job to assist with many other Factors and things that our brain Needs them for
2: that, I think when, when You're there let's, let's talk about Signs uh, Early signs of Depression you know how do, we, how do we recognize this In ourselves And how do we recognize This in people Around us
1: well, I mean, in ourselves would be mostly changes in all the things I've just said. You know, mostly we all the things know that
2: we that mm. was important to me, that I used to like, that is changing. Uh, am I right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because so, you know yourself
1: and, and what is normal for you.
2: Now, we are sitting in a situation again, um, and I think we, in our previous shows on on, on different platforms. We've, we've almost done this to death, but you know it, We wanted you to come back onto this show because yet again, we're facing, um, unprecedented times yeah. where what was normal is l- no longer. Um, so let's talk about it in teenagers. Um, the kids that are facing grade 12 last year was an, absolute absolute disaster i mm, think yeah. for mm. for our learners mm. um from a from a psychological perspective the changes that they went through if we can help prepare them now what do we look out for warning signs for for these kids i would say specifically in teenagers
1: you know you the problem with trying to diagnose sort of depression in teenagers is what is normal teenage behavior, which is, you know, you expect some antisocial behavior, you expect some irritability, you expect, you know, all sorts of behavioral things mm. that may be normal depression, te- but may d- te- Yeah. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And with teenagers, it's quite difficult to try and tease it out. Um, and parents tend to often air to either extreme, really. And either just, oh no, they're being a teenager. No, your child is actually quite depressed. Or, oh, my child's depressed. They're doing
2: this, they're doing that. No, your child's a teenager.
1: Mm. They're fine.
2: Well, you know what's so, uh, Now, again, parents, a lot of parents are working from home, which is putting enough strain mm. on, on any household. Um, now the kids are at home for an extra month, which you know what, thank God I don't have them. Um uh, would, three single men in the studio all going, Thank goodness. Actually. You know what? Which which is it's it's hard enough. You know what, the kids should yeah. have been back at school for two weeks or a week already. Oh yeah. And then they they're sitting at home and you know what? There's nothing for them to do. It's not safe for them to to hang around with other people. Um that will cause depression in me yeah. and, I, and I think, sorry,
0: the, the other aspect And it's something that we often don't think about We are living in k- times of huge uncertainty yeah, we, we, absolutely. we cannot yeah. say, okay, in a month's time The kids are going to go back on the 15th of February They're all back at school
1: No, we can't say
0: that We can't say that with any certainty no. I mean, it, it, it could be another full year of homeschooling Lockdown, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Yeah I can't cope. Daniel, we'll have to take this offline and I'll we'll have a chat if that's the (laughs) case. But so so with all the uncertainty and Kids, as I, I'm thinking not only of the matrix students. I'm thinking of those going into grade eight now. Yeah, for the first it's time, such a fundamental time. They're in puberty. They are changing schools. They've, they've, you know, they, it's the they, exciting thing. I'm going to high school. I'm going to high school. But also, how do I fit in? How am I going to assimilate with my peers? Mm-hmm. How am I going to be perceived by them? All of that sort of thing comes to comes to the fore. You know, and they haven't had any. Uh, if you're in grade 9 or 10 You've done that You've been there You've, you've had that sort You know your friends You know the, exactly. what's
1: happening exactly. You know who's in your class yeah. yeah You know So it's I agree that uncertainty Is going to Very much affect our teenagers I think Especially those in The the big years Like you say Grade 8 and matric Yeah It's also
2: You know what I I, I think We have For younger learners You know it my, my sister's um, Children, my niece is going to grade uh, five. What standard? Standard one? three. Standard
1: three.
0: Oh, you, okay. you, minus,
2: you minus two. Okay,
0: so grade or plus two or something. Plus two. Hey? Plus two. Plus two. Yeah. No, no to
1: get to grade to standard you minus. Minus yes.
2: Okay, so, so, oh, grade four standard Six. two yeah standard two which is a, which is a very big year, apparently because now they 're starting to rotate in classes mm. um, and you're they start prep they 're starting to write exams, yeah. so you know it no longer is it play school it 's yeah. school um, so that's that 's apparently a very difficult year our our final Pre, uh, our final years in primary school mm, and the, then, grade sevens. Um, the grade 7s The grade 8s, absolutely Grade I- 11 is just as difficult this is, the, this is the year that they're going to most probably have to use to um, Apply to get university Get into varsity yeah. Yes You know what yes. um, If, if I know it's personally, anything Personally, grade
1: 11 was a much harder year for me than my was oh,
0: Of course, of course But I, and, and you know, we, we're saying this and we, we're talking about it And... We're we talking about it also from an adult
2: perspective, and not from, a, from and, and not that from young... not
0: that from 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 a, from a teenager teenager's perspective. Yeah. You know, I know I, I spoke to a teenager two days ago, who is quite happy that school's not opening for another month. No, con, no conception that actually this is their
2: future they're talking about. Yes, yeah. but not all of us have sweets in our pockets when we talk <laughs> to teenagers. <laughs> so it's not sweets anymore; it's starter. <laughs> What, what do we, what do we, how do we arm our parents? Because they need to, they need to identify Uh, uh, this.
1: So one of the big things I found with a lot of my patients last year, and it was a, across the board, quite frankly, with all my teenagers, is parents kind of went on the assumption that teenagers are able to plan, organize and structure themselves. Right. Oh, God. They do not, not have the neurological capability to do this. It requires a part of our brain that is not yet developed in them. I mean, that part of our brain, the frontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex, only finishes developing at 25 years old. Right. Okay, so, so stop.
2: Hmm. Say that
1: again. Teenagers are neurologically incapable of planning, structuring, and organizing themselves.
0: Sure.
2: That's a big statement, and we wonder why they can't take the coffee mug to the, f- the sink. Mm. I just wondered how uh, how I went through school, you know, it because I'm still not able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you think when we are in school, you're sitting
1: in class, and a teacher is structuring things for you. You have a timetable that is structured. There are bells telling you, move from here to here. There is a bell telling <laughs> you, Pavlov, you can now come. break. You know, Sunday these kids are at home, and... A lot of schools are doing like pre-recorded lessons So it's a thing of, well, the kid needs to do his classes When and how he or she
2: feels like doing it And I found that they're not doing it Um You know what we had on the show last week Dr. Melanie Jacobs, who's an educational specialist um, And it's it's that whole thing The home environment... As a schooling environment uh, Is not conducive to learning You have to set up um, A specific part of your house Where where children have this Mm. um, So that structure can be there And routine plays obviously A very big role in this mm. Okay, so They can't structure themselves What now? Well, that's where parents actually need
1: to assist with that And that's the difficulty now Um, Chris, I know you said that some people are still working from home But what i found is a lot of parents are now at work And the kids are home alone all day And are expected to do their schoolwork Expected to do this, do that Without actually having any oversight, essentially And I
0: I mean, given that they can't plan, etc I mean, years and years ago I remember my mother used to Boast to her friends how well my sister Used to study she would go Into her room shut her door and it would Be silent and she'd work She had a hi-fi in there with headphones And all she was doing was lying around listening to music
1: hmm.
0: You know and, and uh, but, but that's A teenager yeah you know I mean that's that's what there, There's no consequence We don't they don't Really see the consequence of it yeah. When they're Just sitting at home Last, last yeah.
2: year's matrix yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm still angry about that. Oh, yeah. The rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Ugh.
0: But anyway, that, I mean, that's that's an, another story. For we we all furious about that. I think in the studio, quite quite frankly. But okay, so l- let's just bring bring it back yeah. a little a little bit. So we looking at depression. So we we talking about the cofactors which could lead to a yes. depression. How do we Help parents identify it. Because as you said, uh, you, you know, teenagers can be sullen and withdrawn until they're with their friends and then they're gregarious and outgoing. Exactly. They can not eat or overeat. They can sleep their lives away or not at all. I mean, you just – so there's the no basic, touchstones. The basic
1: principle I always follow with and speak to parents about is the change you know your teenager mm. you know their sullenness their withdrawn their you know teenage boy who eats you out of house and home or a teenage girl who's and i'm being stereotypical here but a teenage girl who's trying to watch her figure so he's eating healthily and you know you know what your child is yeah. like yeah. and when there is now a change that's when you pay attention when your child is being more withdrawn than usual, right? When your child's eating habits have changed, so your adolescent boy who's only eating quite a bit is now not. You okay. Know, when they're looking a bit more lazy than usual, or they're battling more in the morning to wake up, implying that they've kind of not gotten much sleep than up before, so either couldn't get to sleep or stayed up. Mm. It's looking at the changes, and then yes, their mood. You know, if they're coming across more. Down and sullen than usual
0: mm. I should Imagine, you know, one of the Indicating factors that you could really look at Is their interaction With friends So, mm. so if that re- Suddenly reduces dramatically You know, they're not WhatsApping, They're not doing whatever, FaceTiming oh, Their yeah. friends and that sort of thing And and the the, the tone Of any conversations that you may overhear is, is more withdrawn, it's not... I, I suppose that would be quite a good indicator.
1: It would, but that's quite hard to do, yeah, unless you have access to your child's phone. Which, sure, but you to can, be fair, every parent should have. Well, but... they
0: absolutely should have, but most don't. Yeah. But, but but I think the, the, the point also is... Um, but but you would know, you know, if children are sitting, if they're WhatsApping and, and the messages are coming and going relatively quickly and that sort of yes. thing, you know that there's a conversation happening. Yeah. But if it's just somebody playing a game sullenly in the corner, just, you, you know, that's an indicator.
1: Yeah. No, it would definitely be. Because when they start to withdraw socially from their friends, mm. that's a problem. And, yes, this last year has been quite difficult with that because you had kids who, yes, they… Are used to communicating on social media platforms, on WhatsApp, on Instagram, on whatever. And, but they were still seeing their friends face to face. And then last year, suddenly they weren't. And it was a big adaption process. And I think for a lot of people, the, you know, when school sort of started going back to some vague sense of new normality last year. And I think a lot of them were very excited this year to get back to a normal. And then yes. suddenly that was taken away from them again, yeah yeah, you know? so yes, I agree, looking at their interactions with their with their friends, with their peers, with their classmates, and when that starts to go down, that's also a warning sign
2: I think um sports used to play a or, or sports or activities um yeah, the extramurals. Play- the extramurals. Yeah. yeah a very big role in normalizing teenagers. Um my p- assumption is that we again will not be organized sports uh, I would guess and not, team though. sports uh this oh. year. Um what do we what do we advise for parents to do for these kids Kids need to be active But oh, it's yeah. also not safe to send them to to Gyms and stuff I haven't been to one of the big gyms In uh, lately um, Well for the past Two years I, you know, I'm lucky to have a private years gym That I go to So What do we do with, f- To get these kids active mm.
1: So I think that's where families need to come together And start doing things like f- family walks in the evenings Mm. or in the mornings you know if my mother used to
2: wake me up to go and walk with her in the morning i would have shot myself
1: (laughs) Um, so so i say more evenings like after work that mm. when okay guys get your shoes on come we're going for a walk we're going to walk the dog and you actually as a family as a cycle you know um
0: if you if you can, but but walk the dog. I mean, mm. that's that's actually quite a, quite a good exercise. Go and play with the dog in the park.
1: Yeah, if your dogs, are anything like mine, walking them as a chore because they're dragging you along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've got Jack
2: Russells; they're tiny. <laughs> okay, um, we we not only faced with teenagers. You know, it, I think all of us face the same uncertainty. Uh, I think all of us have the same fear if you if you have a, a family member or a close friend that's been uh, affected by covid um i think you start questioning your own mortality mm. sure um i know i'm doing that at the moment one of my best friends are currently uh, on a ventilator um and uh, he's stable but you know it this can change and uh, you also have the dangers of people being on ventilators for long periods of time and the um, stroking and all of that that happens yeah. so yeah. all of us are living in fear how do we how do we help ourselves you know it besides the fact that we need to identify this yes i think everyone at the moment is facing some form of anxiety or depression what do we do about this? Medication is not the answer, I think, in this case. No, you know, not we, for we can't everyone. medicate no. the whole planet.
1: Well, it would be nice if we could vaccinate know, the whole planet <laughs> or throw an SSRI in the water supply, but yes. um, no, we, and this is the importance of self care because I think that's been one of the big things that happened to a lot of people. Um, I found even myself included last year. Is you start letting your self-care slip Mm. Uh,
2: Does that mean not brushing your teeth? In extreme cases, yes Okay Um, You know So uh, self-care Unpack
1: that Well, looking after yourself on every level Mm. So making sure that you're eating right Making sure that you're exercising Making sure that you're sleeping properly Making sure that you are socializing appropriately with your friends you know that you are maintaining normal as normal social contact as possible. Yeah, it's making sure that if you are having a bad day, that you actually speak to a friend and you don't just withdraw and isolate yourself.
2: And not have an extra drink like I did last night. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I th- I think that's huge. Actually, yes. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. uh, but. Uh, Except we're it's, all running it's out subtle. now, so it's terrifying. It's it's subtle that you said that because immediately I start thinking, you know what? Yeah, my behavior has has changed to almost a little bit more reckless, I can I can say, in certain things. Hmm. Um, oh, God, you know what? If I'm going out, let me go out with a bang almost. And I might
0: as well have that extra donut. Yeah. You know, um, yeah you know, what what does it matter i could be dead next week yeah and but but i th- i think that and i'm going to try and draw us back to our topic because when we as a parent if you you know we're just assuming that these parents are these all knowing all seeing all wonderful people that will be able to identify their children's changing behavior and be able to identify that they potentially have a depression etc but What about themselves, you you, you know um, They're dealing with The potential of losing their Income, they're dealing with The lockdown, just as everybody Is, and and the isolation They're dealing with the Global weltschmerz Of, you know Angst and everything that's going on So They need to, the self-care Comes in very, very much
1: For parents especially And it is also up to parents to set the example. Exactly. You know, if you are sitting around doing nothing, if you are, you know, the first thing you do when you get home is open a drink instead of come and sit and spend time with your with your kids or your partner, you know, if you are showing that you are taking care of yourself, that's going to help you get your kids to do the same. Mm. But if you mm. are not taking care of yourself, then... Yeah, there's... Not brushing your hair when you get, get up.
0: Not exactly. having that, that shower until maybe three, four o'clock in the afternoon, if, if at
1: all. Yeah. Staying I in mean, your pajamas the whole day. Well, I was speaking at hmm, middle of last year-ish, or actually about August, with one of my adolescent patients and, um, their mother. And mom was quite happily telling me about how they, you know they wake up and then, you know, they'll start work, this, the school work at like ten, eleven, and they're in their pajamas all day. And I said, okay, but how is that putting yourself in a frame of mind to it's now time to work? Mm. Pajamas are relax, sleep, do nothing. Yes. It is not work. And, you know, part of the problem with that teenager was that her mood was low, um, she wasn't doing her well at school. She wasn't redoing really her schoolwork. She felt she could have And I said, well, of course you can't concentrate. You're sitting in your pajamas. Your brain is telling you, you know, you're telling your brain, I should be relaxing now, not I should be working. With a bowl of crisps and a soda watching Netflix. Exactly. So the first thing you do is you get up in the morning, you shower, brush your teeth, have breakfast, get dressed. Make your bed. Yeah. But get dressed yeah. into something that is... Um, my old school has, from what I see on what they're posting on Facebook, um, has made a requirement that kids are in their school uniform for homeschooling. So when you are on camera, yes. if you are not on Makes your uniform, yeah. you will get in trouble. You know, so all you know, they posted ev- all the parents taking pictures of their kids at their study desk, and everyone was wearing uniform, blazer, everything, and that is. The requirement because you need to be in the Frame of mind of I'm now at school Yeah so I yeah. think that's a fantastic thing They've done That's why I was things going to other say wear closed emulate.
0: shoes You know if you're going to certain work wear closed Shoes <laughs> you, you know instead Of being barefoot which If you're slopping around home or in your Slums <clears> or that sort of thing if you wear a Proper pair of shoes it Immediately changes your perception that things Are happen- happening but I think A uniform is a great idea Yeah, You know I mean, we, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's the principal of a small independent school And they had a problem with one of their teachers who was teaching online from her bed in her pajamas Oh, no. I mean, you know, okay, that didn't last very long, obviously But, but I mean, where is that mindset coming from? You know, <laughs>
2: I mean it was. Th- <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I'm picturing curlers in there. <laughs> exactly. well, I mean it was almost that bad. I mean, you know.
1: I mean, a big thing for me was that mentality was extended in lockdown about, well, you know, it's okay to not be normal, and mm. parents thought it was okay for their kids to stay up till two, three in the morning, wake up at. 10, 11 and start trying to do schoolwork at one o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, it's okay because uh, there's no set time. So that they'll get, no, your kid must go to bed at an appropriate time. They must wake up at yeah. an appropriate time. Teenagers need more sleep than most. It's a very intensive time for the body and the brain. They need sleep. And if they're playing games till three in the morning,
0: Exactly, and sleep is nighttime sleep proper yes. nighttime sleep, because otherwise daytime sleep does not um, rest you as, as, as well.
2: your brain produces cortisol mm. um, with blue light um, look outside what you see is blue, yeah yeah, um, and cortisol is a stress hormone um. On the other hand, melatonin, which is what calms the brain, um, is triggered by a red light. Um, So, yes, Chris, you're absolutely right. Sleeping during the day, even in a darkened room, Mm. um, you will be producing low levels of cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not restful sleep and not only that if you're
1: not sleeping the same part of your brain that creates melatonin that's drug to calm the chemical to calm you down to get you to sleep the same part of your brain creates serotonin which is one of our mood, mood neurotransmitters yeah. so our, it, our brains switch from creating one to the other you know during the day at during... At evening, at sunset, because of the red light, as you said, Mark, it triggers... Okay, now it's time to create melatonin to get you to sleep. Then once you're asleep and, well, you know, mm. your brain feels rested, then it switches in the morning to create serotonin. And if you are being up all night, your brain is trying to pump melatonin to try and get you to sleep, and then you're not... You're producing serotonin for like 2 3 hours of the day in the afternoon when by the time you've woken up instead of you know the 12 hours it should be doing it which is also a factor
0: can i ask a, a, a question on facebook i've got a there's a group of people and and i'm sort of part of it talking about covid insomnia i don't know if you've heard the, heard the term Mm-mm. and and it it's Amongst a, a group of many people, sort of round middle-aged people, let, let's say, who are having trouble sleeping at night, they go to sleep for an hour or two, but then in the in the middle section of their sleep, when they should be sleeping, mm. are waking up and not able to go back to, to sleep. And I mean, they've coined the term COVID insomnia, but it's 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 become a very real thing, and it is only since we've been in lockdown. Um. How do we combat that? Because, I mean, I, I know that if I wake up, God forbid if I wake up, I'm
2: I'm awake for two, three hours at a, at a time in the middle of the night. Yeah. This might be a... There's, there's a couple of reasons why we wake up in the middle of the night. One of them is sometimes because the brain is starved of nutrients. Um, the brain can only use Two forms of energy Glucose and ketones Right Mm. So ketones Is the better form of energy For the brain Um, But most of us try and feed the brain Through glucose And that glucose lasts for about half an hour And then you know it You go to sleep And in the middle of the night And this is usually about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning The brain is starved of food that's this is when your brain is most active, and that's also
1: happens to be slap bang in you know the lightest part of our sleep in one of our sleep cycles. Yeah, because we go to bed at about nine ten, and our first sleep cycle of going into deep sleep and then back up into very light sleep lasts about three four
2: hours. Yeah, that's exactly where I woke up last night, um, and then you know what, something as as Simple as having a glass of milk mm. by your bed, and as you wake up, uh, drinking the milk and turning around and going back to sleep yes. helps, because the brain then realizes, oh, energy is on its way. Uh, you know it. Uh, I don't have to wake up every system to go, to, to go and go and find that. food. So that that is definitely one thing. Um, you know it. Eating something before you go to sleep. For me, it's uh, it's a bag of chocolates. Uh, for most other people, it will be a piece of cheese.
0: For me, it's an apple. I I have an apple last thing at night, and generally that, I mean, I mean it's, it's not every night that I don't sleep, but I, but I find if I don't have it, that's when I wake up. So that's actually very very interesting.
2: Yeah. Then the other thing is anxiety. Mm. Anxiety will wake you up again. At the end of one of your sleep cycles Because that's when your brain Starts actually working again And
1: if you are So I I like to conceptualize it in a slightly Different way with regards to thinking Right When you are going to When you are going to bed You are supposed to be doing Two things to get yourself to sleep That is calm your mind, relax your body Yeah You take those two boxes, you'll get to sleep And the problem why a lot of people suffer what we call initial insomnia, which is paying to get to sleep in the first place is they lie in bed thinking. Right. And when you're thinking, you're often thinking in a very anxious mind frame. If you're overthinking like that. And when we get anxious, our body tenses up. So now you've crossed the boxes to get to sleep, not tick them. Same thing when we wake up at one, two in the morning. If you wake up and start going, Oh my God, I'm awake again. I'm not going to get to sleep, you've started thinking. And now you've started stressing, your body's sensed up, your mind's now started running, you're not going to get back to sleep. So, like you said, Mark, being able to wake up, go, okay, I'm awake, drink your milk, close eyes, it's sleep time. Mm. Push mm. any thoughts aside because it's not appropriate to be thinking then, push them aside and go back to sleep. And it's a skill. I- it, it is It's It's a learned skill It's a learned skill
0: 100% But what if you want to know If a centipede does have needs Knees You know well, I mean, I, Because that's the sort of thing You think about <laughs> if You know When so you
2: get up out of This is the thing You do not lie in bed Rolling around If you can't go back to sleep Get up Get out of your bed So you need to start your sleep routine. I have a lot of patients that come into my office and they complain about sleep. And Daniel, I think you will agree with us. Sleep hygiene is incredibly Massively important.
1: important. You touched Most on it. People don't even know
2: what it is. Mm. You touched on it um, when you said um, you cannot be sitting in your pajamas um, because the pajamas is a signal to the brain that sleep time is coming. Yes. And I, I let my patients. Do the routine of No matter what time you go to bed Whether it's 9 o'clock Or 4 o'clock in the morning Mm. You do the same thing Every night You go and put out the cat So long as it's healthy Yes, you go put out the cat You have your glass of milk You have your shower You take your tablets And if you do that routinely the next thing is okay now you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep the worst thing for you to do is to lie in bed thinking about I can't go to yeah. sleep mm-hmm. I need to sleep tomorrow is a difficult day. Get up, go and do something. Start the routine over. That's a very Resignal aptly, the yes. brain that okay we're going to go to sleep again. Um, Calming the brain is, I think, what is at the moment the most difficult thing for most of us. Mm. Um, I have a very easy solution to that. People go onto their phones and mm-hmm. check a message or whatever. This Worst is something that do. provides new information and to your the brain. brain thinking. Yeah. And new information needs to be processed.
1: And not only that, suddenly you've got your cell
2: phone flooding your brain with blue light, which wakes it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. So for me, and try this, this works get an old storybook, not a magazine, not the book that you're reading an old storybook for me. It's Harry Potter. Okay. I, I, you know what? I, I've seen the movies so many times I've read the books over and over again. Um, I'm trying to reread them because I get to page one and I fall asleep. Why? You know the story. Yeah. You know what's There's going no to happen. Yeah. There's not uh, what happens on the next page. Who's the killer or what did he do next? Mm. It's I know what's going to happen. What you do with the, the slow movement of your eyes, it's a repetitive movement exactly. which calms the brain. The fact that there's no new information that the brain has to assimilate immediately takes you into an alpha rhythm. Am I right? Yes. Alpha, alpha rhythm? Yeah. So, you know, it calms the brain. Read the old storybook. Right. And you will go back to sleep, it, you can't read uh, Times Magazine or Forbes. You're not impressing anyone in any case. No one can see you by <laughs> not, sleeping because that's the only time you read them, right? <laughs> Absolutely. In, in the airport, everybody thinks you're very important. Um, so, you know, an old storybook.
1: Yeah, and I just want to sort of touch again on the thing of um, sleep hygiene and creating a healthy. Nighttime ritual And that's what I find In teenagers They don't do Yes You know where They're lying in bed and they're playing games Or on their cell phone And then They want to Try and get to sleep And that doesn't work And they give themselves Five minutes And oh I can't sleep And then they're on Their cell phones again Yeah you know? And one of the Big things That I tell all my patients And their parents is Cell phone is not Next to the bed Ideally a cell phone should be in another room Right Or at the far end
2: of the, of the room On not charge e- there
0: n- Not an easy on, reach no, ve- no, on there's, silence. there's
2: enough evidence to show That the electromagnetic Fields around phones Disturb brain brain function Yeah So
1: kids need to Also be taught And I think a lot of adults need to be taught About like you were saying Mark A good bedtime ritual of healthy sleep hygiene of when you yeah, you know, whether it's your shower or for me it's washing my face mm. but everything you do at a slow pace getting your body and your brain ready for sleep because if you're rushing here rushing there okay
2: i need to do this put the dog up put the cat out quickly the lawn, pack the dishwasher rah, rah, rah. turn
0: it on do this it's stressing when, your body th- and when your i started
2: heart. in private practice now oh god this is so many years ago um Chris, you'll remember him, Dr. Christian Heldenes. Oh, Ian Heldenes. Yeah. Most of the listeners uh, in, in the Johannesburg yeah, he was area amazing, will, amazing will remember him. Mm. Um, now, I was fortunate enough to, to work in a practice with Ian, and he wrote the book Sleep Smart. Um, and the sleep hygiene is so much more than just the ritual, mm. it's a dark room. Uh, in 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 the book, it's no TV in the bedroom. For me, it's just that's yeah, it's something that I'm one step too far. No, it's something I would change because David Attenborough and Animal Planet puts me to sleep like that nothing voice. else can. Again, because I've seen every one of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's no new information that I'm taking in. Well, it essentially becomes white noise. It's exactly that. I close my eyes. I I don't look at the program. I listen uh, and gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, So a cool environment. Now at the moment, if you don't have an aircon in your bedroom, I. Sorry for you But you know It's, it's summer It's I very difficult fan, Which
0: is amazing First of all It keeps the muzzies away But second of all It's quite it's a like noisy noise. It's, it's quite a noisy It becomes white noise And it's yeah. total white noise And yeah. um, I've just moved Into a new apartment Which is in a noisier Environment than I'm used to And first couple of nights struggled sleeping Then I turned the fan on One night And then suddenly I had this
1: white noise And it was there It's fantastic And also what I did Last night Because I was Tossing and turning for 10 minutes I'm like why can't get sleep Oh because I'm boiling hot Yes I went and got a small towel Made it damp Put it over myself And with the fan blowing on that Suddenly I was cold mm. Which I much rather get to sleep in the cold than the hot So then yeah. I fell asleep within minutes We
0: fall that. asleep beautifully with hypothermia So I mean <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, It's one of the reasons I never go and visit my brother um, They live in the hell Um And you know it. I don't know how those people do it. Um, Heat is heat's a killer. So, what else do we do to help combat depression? We need to prevent this. It's it's around us. How do we steal ourselves? If you look at your Facebook at the well, my Facebook
0: in the last ten days, there's probably been three suicides Mm. of people that you just wouldn't suspect. People I knew. Three three suicides in the last 10 days Since since we went into the second bout of lockdown
1: well, Chris, not even in the second bout of lockdown After our first big wave yeah. The suicide numbers were bigger than the COVID death numbers Yes, yes And somehow that you know, was quiet. This was not a big thing And mm. actually it's
2: a massive thing Yeah I yeah. did not know that Yeah
1: Look, I haven't looked I, at the
2: numbers for this year I haven't been brave enough I actually think... And it's, 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 it's unfortunately scary to say this. We have not yet seen the worst, not from COVID. Um, we're still going to face wave number three. Uh, our winter is still coming. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we haven't fully, if even remotely, Felt the financial fallout from COVID yet.
0: Oh no, I mean that's th- This is a long-term Problem uh, and and it's going to get Tougher and tougher. I mean I, Just being told yesterday We have to expect it might just be A once-off tax that, that We're all going to have to pay For the vaccine we, there's, They're going to up our tax for a, a once-off. That's the one Thing. The other thing is Can we carry on working In whatever industry we're in can we do? You know, it's all of it's all of that, and it's only going to get worse and worse. People weathered and are stretched after a year of lockdown. Mm-hmm. They have no
1: um, resources, resources left,
0: physical or financial
2: resources.
1: Physical, you know? emotional,
2: yeah, mental. all of that. Yeah. yeah. So we know that. What do we do now? Yeah, how? How? how what yeah, exactly? What do we do now? What? What are our
1: steps? What can we do now? And so I'm going to go back to where I started. Good. Make sure your self care is where it should be because if that's not there, you're right. setting yourself up to get depressed, to get anxious, to not cope. If you are Keeping your self care up, you are making sure you're sleeping, you're exercising, you're eating, you're socializing in as much as we can nowadays. You are taking care of your physical health. You are taking care of your psychological health. If you are doing that, you are going to protect yourself. It's mm-hmm. not, doesn't mean you won't, but it means you're mo- more likely to get less severely or actually protect yourself from getting depressed or anxious. And same with our teenagers. You know, we need, and as parents, they need to make sure that their kids are doing their self-care. And They're, structure. 100%. Structured self-care is important,
0: as important as structured 100%. learning, structured day. And parents,
1: do not assume your adolescent boy has showered. I fa- Do not find assume that. that. I suppose... With have with my you, patients in a in a room, I tend to smell the boys more. Yeah, but on That's that. a
2: hormone thing. No, have no. When I call them gone, out on
1: it, they oh no, gone. well I haven't child in four days.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that explains have, it. Have you ever gone on a sports tour with a group of boys and girls of the same age? You think boys are messy? I oh know girls God. are as messy. Girls are. 10 times worse.
1: Okay, so let, let's take away that. Parents, make sure you don't assume your child has showered yeah. and brushed their teeth and you need to make, check that. Yeah. Because they, chances are they won't. And if you ask them, they'll go, yeah, or they just won't tell you and you're assuming. That's part of their self care. Make sure that they're doing that. Make sure they're eating. Yeah. Make sure they're going to bed on time. If you need to turn off the modem so that there's no internet so that they can't be on their phones they can't be playing Fortnite Or Not a 3 in idea. the morning. Not a bad idea. And you, you're asleep you're the, you're you don't the need parent. Yeah, you don't need the internet at 2 in the morning.
2: No, I think parents should Turn the, uh, the, the modems off for themselves. So yeah. Yeah. 99% of my patients are g- complaining about fatigue and mental exhaustion because they're working until all hours. Mm. Mm. Um, but working from home has taken away. You're working um, twice as hard. Absolutely. No. Because there's no break mm. that you're having. So turn off the modem. Actually, yeah. you know the Network should be turned off. But I tell my adult patients the same thing.
1: What time would you normally leave work? Mm. Uh, Half past four. Great. Half past four. Finish work. You close your computer. Yeah. You do not reply to that last email. You do not finish that because that's not what you would do at work. You would go home and you would get to work at 7.30 the next day. And that's when you would do it. And so that's what you must do now. And that's part of that structure and routine for everyone. So
0: it's so important. I mean, one of the things I I suffered from depression for many years and and I I recognize it. But one of the things that helped me get out of that was I get out of bed and before I do anything, I make my bed Mm. because then I can't go back to it. Because I don't want to make it I don't want to make it on
2: a freshly made bed. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I make my and then there's the getting up routine, which is just as important as the going to bed yes. routine. So I do my getting up routine and then I'm up for the day. Yes. You know. I might have the mid morning nap if that if, if the opportunity arises.
2: Yeah, come on guys, we must finish up, it's time. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at my watch and Chris I'm going to interject very quickly daniel um n- the biggest population in in south africa are black now if you ask african people about depression you get the answer what mm-hmm. african people do not get depressed which they don't get depressed and this is absolutely incorrect totally um yeah what do we do to get this message across to our listeners that you know it identify this in yourself if you're of color this is yeah. not this is not a disease of uh white people this no. is a disease of the planet mm.
1: it it absolutely does not discriminate between race culture male female creed anything it, The research is very, very clear on that. No matter who you are, you stand the exact same risk of developing a depression in your lifetime as anyone else. And also there's this, I think, not only, I find that the stigma is very, very slowly disappearing, but it is, but it's still the uninformed, the uneducated, opinions about depression mm. you know when i've got a patient in hospital at the moment who tells me that their father uh, doesn't believe in depression it's not a thing and that's why I premise whole thing is that with it's a neurological illness yeah.
2: there's, you know it, you there's know. so many people i think that still think it's a weakness mm-hmm. but Anxious or depressed people or it's are something you weak. can snap out of. And and the worst thing you can do to somebody
0: is, is get over it. Just just get over. Get over yourself. Come on.
1: Stop so I it. I like to give the analogy of it's like trying to run your car with no oil and no petrol. You know right. you can maybe put in a bit of petrol now and then, but your engine's not going to work properly with no oil. And it's going to seize. And it's eventually going to seize. Mm. So. You know, and that's how we try and help explain medication And that to people who are,
2: oh, but Why you're on medication Well because this is the oil for your car So yeah. let's, let's We have a couple of minutes left um, Let's talk about Medication um, most, of, most of Medication for uh, Depression and anxiety Are prescription medication Are yeah. there things that we can take In the form of supplementation That's freely available to all of us
1: there is um, quite a bit of supplementation um, over-the-counter, not even over-the-counter, on the shelves at Um Medication, obviously, it doesn't have the empirical research and backing of...
2: You know what, I, I, Chris, my, my favorite saying is, if you take something off a shelf, read the label, and it would say, this can, this might, mm. this uh, could, uh, you know what... Uh, I may be a green alien in a green tutu. You would never know. Um, so, yeah, but, but wh- I th- what I is what is there that we know that works? The B, the
1: Bs, Shirley. Yeah, if, if you take your vitamin Bs, your vitamin Bs, your omegas, and um, your Bs, Ds, and Cs, I think are the are the, are the mm, importance, right? especially Ds at the moment because yeah. it's also shown to be very um, important with regards to battling COVID.
2: If you get it, yeah. Um, So, vitamin D is a misnomer. Vitamin D is actually a hormone, it acts more like a hormone than it acts like a vitamin. Yeah, it's something that we never knew, and you know, it for such a long period of time, vitamin D has fallen by the wayside. Um, we realized just how important vitamin D is in brain functioning. more so than vitamin C and vitamin B, uh, because it almost acts as a neurotransmitter. Absolutely.
1: So it would be things like that. It would be things like, if you're feeling a bit anxious, rescue remedy, which is, you know, on the homeopathic, and um, lots of people use it and find that it helps them. Something like St. John's Wort, which is another homeopathic thing for mood. You know, so there are things out there. It doesn't need to be... Mm. A prescription medication, but for some healthy
2: diet, it, uh, lots mm. of fruit, lots of vegetables, lots of antioxidants, fresh exercise, sleep—fabulous.
0: Dan, this leads us beautifully into when we bring you back next time because we're going to be talking about anxiety, and I think I think that will be our next topic that we that we discuss with you is is, is anxiety. Super, guys, we've run out of time as usual. So <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. We will see you next week. Dr. Mark?
2: Daniel, thanks. Uh, Chris, uh, stay safe. Masks up. Um, Not shields up. Masks up. Yes. Um, Hands to yourself. Um, Sanitize and stay positive. Try. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, thank you so much, and we'll see
0: you soon. That's Dr. – not Dr. – that's Daniel (laughs) Greensay. Yes. Slate, clinical psychologist, and the lovely Dr. Mark. Thank you so much, and we will be back next week. This has been the T Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven Smith, sponsored by the T Clinic. For more information, contact admin at thetclinic.com.